Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So, big news today. The BIS comes out and changes their logo to represent gay pride because that's all something that we expect out of the BIS or something that the BIS should strive for. You remember, it's the Bank for International Settlements. And it's fantastic that they're taking a position on this issue. What's even more fantastic is they're coming out and trying to explore, I think are the terms that they used, a new central bank digital currency. And like I said, they're not really saying that it's, well, in the, on the small print, they're saying it's a central bank digital currency. But the way they market it is though, we're just unifying a ledger. Sound familiar, guys? So I know every single person that watches this video will not be familiar with my content. And I know most of you, don't watch every single video. But even if you've watched, let's say, 10% of the videos I've done over the last nine months, you, you saw this one coming a mile away. Remember I said that the CBDC had too much negative publicity. So they're going to start downplaying the CBDC, and they're going to talk about unifying the ledger, or they're going to talk about consolidating the ledger. And we just need one ledger system. And that people that aren't aware of how the plumbing works are going to be whistling right by the graveyard. What I mean by that is even people that are out there that value freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, privacy, that are concerned about this Orwellian nightmare, they are so hyper-focused on a CBDC that the central planners come right in right under their nose. So, CBDC? What, what, are you, what are you talking about? Okay, tinfoil hatter. We're not doing a CBDC. We're just unifying the ledger. Calm down, for heaven's sakes. And then all those people that are so focused on a CBDC, they're like, okay, go ahead and unify whatever you want. Stupid BIS and your woke narrative. I don't care. As long as you don't do that CBDC, then you're in trouble. Then I'm going to stand up and protest. Then I'm going to do what I need to do. And we know how to defeat the central planners. Just say no. Then you wake up six months down the road and you magically, mysteriously have a social score. It's, how did that happen? You're calling all your friends. You're going on Twitter. You're going on. I, I, what? I have this social. I just went to my bank. And I tried to get a loan and they denied me my loan because of, of some sort of score that I have. Obviously, they're not going to call it a social score. Some sort of score, some sort of metric, some sort of climate metric. And now they said that they're giving loans based on climate metrics, including my credit score. And therefore, since I drive a 1997 7.3 diesel, they denied me my loan. What, what, what is going on here? It's, it's almost like we have a CBDC, for heaven's sakes. This is why I come out on these videos and pound the table on why it is so important that you understand the nuance. And so many people on Twitter, as an example, they come after me and say, oh, George, you're just splitting hairs. This is just a, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a nothing burger, right? They say it's a distinction without a difference. Who cares? Tomato, tomato. No, it's a big deal. You've got to understand the plumbing. If you don't understand the plumbing, then it leaves you susceptible to the central planners and the authoritarians pulling the wool over your eyes. So first and foremost, and we're going to get into this, uh, the details here, exactly what I'm talking about in a moment. But first, let's start by going over to my Twitter feed, and we're going to get into this video here. It's only about 35 seconds. But first and foremost, what I'd like you to notice right here is, and I just saw this this morning. I don't know when they did it. It doesn't really matter. The BIS changes their logo to the gay pride thing. Now, if you want to be gay, go nuts. I could absolutely care less. The problem 
for a lot of young people today, especially that didn't grow up in the seventies, eighties, nineties, et cetera. They don't real, they think that if you have a problem with every single entity going woke or every single entity that should have nothing to do with sexual orientation or promoting a lifestyle or even acknowledging a lifestyle for heaven's sakes, that this is not what they do. Therefore, this is a form of just pure propaganda. And it's just virtue signaling at the end of the day. You see, and a lot of the young people, oh, George, you're being homophobic. No, this is not homophobic. And people that grew up in the 80s and 90s know this. You see, let me give you guys some insights here, you young people that watch this show. What happened when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s is we knew that the pendulum was way over here. Not just for gays, but, but uh, you know, uh, different ethnicities and whatnot. But especially for gays, that was something that could be considered embarrassing. Like you were in the closet. Like you didn't want people to know that you were uh, gay because you would be treated differently. Okay? Understandable. So what we did and what was promoted and the way I was raised in the 80s and 90s is to not care if someone was gay. You're gay? Great. Guess what? I don't care. I don't care because I'm not going to judge you based on your sexual orientation. I'm not going to judge you on the color of your skin. I'm not going to judge you based on whether you're a man or a woman. I'm going to judge you based on the quality of your character. You're an atheist? Fine. Fantastic. Islam? Great. Christian? Catholic? Go nuts. I'm going to judge you on the quality of your character. So what we did is we went from being gay, being a big deal, to now or back in the 80s and 90s, the way I was raised, is it's not a big deal. You just simply don't care who someone is sleeping with. It isn't relevant in any way, shape, or form. Now, the pendulum has gone way over here, and I think the young people don't even realize it. Wearing rainbows everywhere for a whole month, that just goes right back and reverts to, to where we were before. We're devolving from a standpoint of we've gone from it matters to it doesn't matter to now we're here. Oh, it matters again. And now again, it, it's not that it matters because you're embarrassed, but now it, it's like some sort of uh, badge of honor. And the very first thing that we need to do is judge someone, not based on their character, but based on their sexual orientation. Now we've gone right back to where we were in the fifties and the sixties for heaven's sakes. Somehow for about two decades, the pendulum was right in the middle. It was the right attitude to have. I don't care. Now, all of a sudden, we we have to care and we have to. And that's the foremost thing that we judge people on is not the quality of their character, but we judge them on what religion they are, what race they are, what their sexual orientation is, blah, 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 blah. Right. And this is why one of the main reasons I have such a problem with this, because we're reverting back to a time that wasn't good. We're reverting back to the 1950s and the 1960s. We made a lot of progress in the 80s and 90s where we started treating people as an individual, judging them on their character. And now all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're doing the opposite again. And it's not just at a local level. This is a global level. This is something the global elite are doing. Why? Because they know that they're pinning us up against one another. It's identity politics, right? And at the end of the day, I always call them the Malthusian elite or the Malthusian cult, which they absolutely are. But most of you know that they're also eugenicists. And most of you know that they're also Marxists. This is the core of their worldview. And like any good Marxist, they want to tear the entire system down. Because what they believe is that a system that, let's say, had discrimination in the 1950s and 60s, it's not that there's like 10% of society that isn't good. We want to go ahead and change that. No, no, no. 
if 1% is deemed inappropriate by these Marxists, they want to tear down the whole 100% and start over. It's literally, it is the, the um, definition, really, of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. They want to start from scratch. They want to build the world brand new, and they want to do the opposite, literally, of whatever we were doing before. So before we put the emphasis on the family as an example, they wouldn't say, oh, that's a good thing. No, they said that's from the system before. Therefore, we need to do the opposite of that. This is their worldview. And let's not forget here, we got to do a cost-benefit analysis. So let's just assume you're someone that says, oh, George, why are you getting so hot and bothered about this BIS? I mean, at the end of the day, who cares? They put a rainbow thing there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It absolutely doesn't matter unless we're treating people based on something other than the quality of their character. And that's one problem I have. But another thing is this is counterproductive. This is counterproductive. I've got a lot of good buddies who are gay guys and they wouldn't be caught dead with a stupid rainbow t-shirt on or rainbow sticker. It's insulting to them. Why? Because they want to be judged on the quality of their character, not who they're sleeping with for heaven's sakes. But why this is also counterproductive is because it's too much to the point where it turns people off, right? Let me give you an example. I'm someone that likes Formula One racing. I used to like a lot more. Not so much lately. But even though I like Formula One, it doesn't mean that I think there should be a month dedicated to Formula One. Also, when I go to watch a hockey game, I want to watch a hockey game preached about Formula One. Now, if I wanted Formula One, I'd watch Formula One. I don't like turning on the news and hearing Formula One. I don't like watching a basketball game, Formula One. Social media, Formula One. Politics. Can you imagine if every single time you turned on the TV, a politician was talking about Formula One or whatever it is that you like. Let's say you like motocross or you like whatever your hobby is, right? You'd get sick and tired of it. You'd be like, okay, enough already. I don't want to hear about Formula One. Shut up. I want to sit down and watch a freaking basketball game. I want to hear what's on the news. I want to hear what your legitimate proposals are to improve the U.S. economy. I don't want to hear about your views on Formula One for heaven's sakes. You see, and that's one of the main ways that this is counterproductive. The BIS is not, look, here's another reason why this is so ridiculous. There is no one out there, nobody that is homophobic. Let's say, I mean, first of all, the amount of people out there that are homophobic are almost zero. Let's be honest, right? Especially in today's day and age. But let's just say there's a few people out there. Okay. You think that they're going to see this BIS logo and say, oh my gosh, holy cow. What was I thinking? I mean, I, I used to hate gays. I used to not like them at all. I used to be disgusted by them. But now I love them. I think they are awesome. It just took the BIS putting a rainbow sticker on their logo to convince me that I was wrong for all these years. Think about how ridiculous that is. Nobody is going to do that. Nobody. So why do it? Why do it? You know that it's not going to improve anything. It's not going to move the needle. The only thing it's going to do is be counterproductive because there are people like me who don't care if you're gay, bi, straight, LGBTQ, Q plus five or niner, two spirit. I don't care, but I don't want to hear about it nonstop. And the fact that if I do hear about it nonstop, it's going to turn me off. It's it's gonna it's gonna make me push that. Um, it's gonna make me if there is a fundamental case for being more open as a society. It's going to push me away from that view. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be less receptive to that cause. Why? Because that cause is pissing me off. It's not allowing me just to live my life. You see, so you have all of these factors lined up. So then the question becomes, well, why do it? 
why do it? If any reasonable person knows that this doesn't move the needle at all, and even if it does move the needle, it takes us back to where we were in the 1950s, where we're actually not judging people by the quality of their character. Because it's virtue signal, it's a narrative, and it's because they are part of the cult. And if the cult leaders say two plus two is five, you say two plus two is five. But what we have to realize here is that the cult leaders are all Marxists. They're trying to tear down the entire fabric of our society. They want, they want society to crumble so they can rebuild it and they can try to re-engineer human hardwiring to where we don't know what's up or down. We don't, there is no definition between man and woman. See, this is what they want. They want utter confusion. So if you're completely confused, they think that they can reprogram you and your biological hardwiring will just be a mood issue. It's, it's anti-human. It's anti-God. It's, it's, I mean, there's so, this is evil on so many levels and there's falling right in line. So whenever you see a group do this, you know that the, the it's not always, I shouldn't say always, but you know, the majority of them are, are just either part of the leadership of the Malthusian cult, or they're just simply a useful idiot of the Malthusian cult. And you have to understand that that Malthusian cult doesn't want, not only doesn't want, but they want to break down every single thing that you value in life. You value the family. They want to break that down. You value respecting other human beings. They want to break that down. You value a civilized society that's based on individualism. They want to break that down. You value going to church on Saturday or Sunday or whatever it is. You value the relationship you have with whatever higher power you pray to. They want to break that down because they don't want you praying to that higher power. They want you praying to them. And people need to realize that's what this is all about. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. On that note, let's get right into a CBDC. So here is a tweet. This looks like it's from uh, this morning. They say, coming soon, the BIS annual economic report 2023 will explore. There's that word, explore. Not that they're promoting this idea. No, 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 no. Are you crazy? Absolutely not. We're just, uh, we're just exploring this idea. And you guys are going to love this. What are they exploring? You may be asking yourself. Oh, well, they're exploring combining money, assets, and information. Wow, sounds amazing. And it's not just combining money, assets, and information. Did you wear that mask? Did you leave your house during the lockdowns? Did you put up that rainbow flag in your front yard like they wanted to? You better have. You better have followed. You better, uh, you better have obeyed because that's the information 
that is going where? Oh, onto a common, not a common platform, not a common ledger, but a programmable platform, a programmable hashtag unified ledger. And who do you think is going to be in control of that ledger? Who do you think is going to be able to program it? The people that right here basically announce to you that they are part of the Malthusian eugenicist Marxist cult. I'm going to say that one more time just to make sure we're on the same page. The people that want to control a programmable platform, a unified ledger for every single person in the entire planet Earth where they combine, i.e. have control over money, assets, and information are the same people that are telling you they are part of the Malthusian, eugenicist, Marxist, global elite cult. Now let's go ahead and watch their little 30 second promo video. And what I want you to notice, whenever you're dealing with an entity, a group, an individual that says that, that says a lot of, that um, uses a lot of words without saying anything, you know, there's an ulterior motive. You know that this is most likely propaganda. This is how the game is played. When they are so ambiguous, when they are so over general that you don't even know what they're saying, even though they're using words, you know that is likely propaganda. And it's how all of these global elites speak, whether it's the UN, the EU, the, the uh, Trudeau, Biden. It's not just the Democrats. The Republicans do this too. It's the World Economic Forum. Klaus is notorious for this. How, just think about how many words you have heard Klaus use or write. Have you ever heard him say anything? Like after every single thing they say, you're left wondering, what does that even mean? That's how the game is played. And that in and of itself tells you that these are these, this fat guy right here with no neck is simply a merchant of propaganda. And I don't know if he's simply a useful idiot or if he's part of the decision makers, but I guarantee you he is part of the Malthusian eugenicist Marxist cult. Let's listen to the way they phrase these things. And after every little segment here, I'll pause and then let's just think about what that means. Many smart contracts can be bundled. To First of all, I think it's highly ironic that they are so anti-Russia. You notice that, that all the Malthusian cult, it's all about anti-Russia, anti-Russia. And I don't like Russia, but I don't like Ukraine. Maybe it's not even their anti-Russia, it's that they're so pro-Ukraine. A country that, let's be honest, the mainstream media themselves labeled as one of the most dangerous corrupt countries on the planet Earth as recently as 2019. But yet now, somehow, they're being led by Winston Churchill, and they're the bastion of what we should strive for in terms of freedom, liberty, and free market capitalism. But I think it's very ironic or even tone deaf, if you will, that they're using someone that sounds like a Russian terrorist to do this voiceover. Is there not someone in their PR department that says, hey, uh, fat guy with no neck, this might not be a good idea. Right now there's a war between Russia and Ukraine. Should we really use the Russian terrorist voiceover to promote our central bank digital currency? Which, by the way, the last central bank digital currency that we had, you guys know from watching my videos, started where and when? That would have been Russia in 1922. That was Gauze Bank. Why? Because they had a unified ledger, the exact same thing the BIS is talking about doing. So maybe it is. Maybe it's their sense of irony. Maybe it's their way of just playing a game. Because they know the last time there was a unified ledger was Russia, 1922 to 1991. So let's go ahead and make fun of the hoi ploy. Let's make fun of the plebs. They're too stupid 
to realize that this is all just some Marxian joke that we're playing on them. It's just some Malthusian, just just disgusting trick. It's just, it's like this eugenics ruse that we're pulling over their eyes, and they're too stupid to even know it. That could be why they're using this voiceover. Together, like a money Lego. But you would think if they used a guy for a voiceover, he wouldn't be the worst voiceover guy I have ever heard in my life. Forget the accent. Could this guy have any less energy? And I don't want to go off on a tangent, but come on. Really, that that's you're the BIS for heaven's sakes. What's your annual budget? I mean, you had plenty of money to put a rainbow flag on your stupid logo. You probably spent $5 million doing that, but you can't spend $10 on Upwork for heaven's sakes just to get some guy that could read a VO. Anyway, here we go. So the first thing, many smart contracts can be bundled together like a money Lego. Wow, that, that sounds amazing. What does that mean? What? Money, smart Many smart contracts? What do you mean by a smart contract? Give me an example. What do you mean they can be bundled together like a money Lego? Uh, Okay, and why is that good? We're saying smart contracts as though that's somehow better. No, it's different. Doesn't mean it's better. Let's have a debate as to what the differences are, and then let's go through a cost-benefit analysis. Let's go through the risk and risks and rewards. But you see, this is just another one of their stupid word salads that don't mean anything. Why do they do this, you have to ask? Because it's propaganda. They can't give you specifics. Because if they give you specifics and they give you examples, you as someone that has common sense are going to sit back and say, whoa, no, no, no. I don't want anything to do with this. That's why Klaus can't come out and give you specifics. Because if he did, he would look like Thanos, for heaven's sakes. He would have to admit, Klaus, give me a specific. What is your game plan? What would be a specific objective of yours? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Eradicate four billion people, obviously, but not in a mean way. No, no, no. In a very nice way. Yes. By by honoring them, by just snapping my fingers and killing all of them. That's why they don't give specifics, because that's what the specifics would be. Greater interoperability and automated transfers could ultimately benefit consumers. Here we go again. Maybe that's the fat guy with no neck doing the, the voiceover. Maybe maybe that's, he's just too oblivious to know that he sucks and should hire someone else, which would fit right in line with their whole worldview because they all believe that they are the gods. They all believe that they are superior and all of us are inferior. So if you believed, if you truly believed that you were a superior entity, it makes sense why you'd do the, the, the VO because you think that you're going to be better at it than anyone else. Because none of those plebs out there in the real world could do it as well as you do. Because those are the disgusting hoi ploy. Those are the people that need to be eradicated. They just don't know that if they could just eradicate themselves, like they're trying to do in Canada, then that would just benefit the whole planet for the future of humanity. They're just too stupid to know that. But here he goes. He says, greater interoperability and automated transfers could ultimately benefit consumers. Give me an example. Give me an example of that, Augustine. So you're talking about being able to transfer money. You're talking about being able to wire money, as an example, from the United States down to Colombia. And instead of that taking two days, it just takes 20 minutes. That, that's what you're talking about here. Okay, well, say that. Give us an example of automated transfers. But you see, they can't do that. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Well, there's another reason they can't do that. So this ultimately benefits consumers. How? How does it do that? Is it cheaper? Is it faster? Okay, maybe it is. But let's list this. So we have costs and benefits as to which is the best path forward. 
right? But you see, they can't do this because they just have to give you this impression that this is smart. It's a smart contract and that this is, uh, well, obviously, this is going to, if I use words that you don't really understand, then I can, and then I just conclude by saying it's going to benefit customers. You're like, oh, wow, of course. Who am I to say that it wouldn't benefit customers on net balance? I don't even understand the stupid words, the word salad you just said. Through more convenient and cheaper products that are better tailored to their needs. Better tailored to their needs. Great. And you're the one. You're the one. And by the way, why is their logo red and white here? How dare you, Augustine? Why did you not change your logo here to Gay Pride? Are, are you homophobic? Getting back to this. Through more convenient and cheaper products that are better tailored to their needs. How's that going to happen? How's that going to happen? How's a, a vendor right here in Columbia? I just went down and had breakfast this morning by the gym. How are they going to be able to offer me more convenient, cheaper products if you have a centralized ledger or if they can wire money from the United States? How's that going to happen? Maybe, maybe not. But let's go through the details here. But then you get to why they can't give you a lot of details. Thereby enhancing financial inclusion. Because all of these word salads lead to one thing. That is thereby enhancing financial inclusion. Of course, you got some guy that looks like he's probably African or something like that, that now all of a sudden, oh my gosh, he's been just completely destitute. He was just, he was destined to a life of poverty. Why? Because he couldn't be included in the banking system. Duh. Like that's somehow a prerequisite. Like if you just use cash, well, then you're just going to be doomed to a life of of just abject poverty. Like nobody that deals with cash can ever be successful, right? So help me understand how that, so if I have a bank account, somehow that makes me more successful. How, how? Look, if you go into any of these, let me give you a quick example here. And for those of you who are familiar with Medellin, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You go right over to, to Comuna Trece, which used to be one of the worst areas on the planet, let alone in Medellin. This is back in the early 2000s. And then what they did is they went in, they built that up, they had the graffiti artists go in there. Now they can do all these graffiti tours. They've got uh, uh, art studios. They've got food. It's just, it's really a, a really cool type place, right? Very touristy. You go in there and every single one of those vendors are operating on cash. Cash, 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 cash. Now some might take a credit card, but most of them are just straight cash. So you're telling me that those people are somehow uh, hampered? They're somehow... They, they don't have the ability to do business because they're just dealing in cash. No, this is nonsense. This is nonsense. But they know it's nonsense because they can't come out and say, you know what? We need to have total control over all the money, all the assets and information. All of us would say, why? They can't just come out and say, because we, we, we want all the power. No, they have to bring up some stupid excuse that doesn't make sense. Well, obviously. It's because we want financial inclusion. Oh, oh, well, in that case, yeah, take all my information. Give me a social score. In that case, take all the assets. Have control over all the money. Abs I mean, if it means financial inclusion, or better said, not just financial inclusion. If it means, you know, someone uh, actually having a bank account, then great. And by the way, by the way, let's think this through. How many of these guys in Africa can't get a bank account. How many people on the planet Earth can't get a bank account? As if there's some barrier of entry there. As if this guy right here who had a shop, obviously, you know, it's a professional guy, got his cell phone out selling some uh, cool clothing. As if this guy couldn't go down to the local bank and say, hey, can I get an account? Oh, absolutely not, sir. No way. You're not going to deposit $500 million in here? Then we're not going to give you an account. How much does it take to, to start an account? 
I mean, you guys would probably know this better than I would. Josh, how much does it take? Like 20 bucks? Like when's the last time? I don't even know if that's much. I think it was $50. $50. So it takes $50. Like that's some sort of massive barrier to entry that we completely have to eradicate. And in order to eradicate that, the only way we can do it is to give all the Malthusian cult members control over the money, assets, and information. This is why they have to use the word salad. This is why they cannot be honest. This is why they can't be direct. Because if they were, then everybody could sit here and connect the dots and see that their true intentions have nothing to do with helping African guys sell their clothing. In fact, they have more things to do with eradicating most of the people in the countries where their skin color isn't perfectly white. That's what they don't want you to know. But what's great is for those people who are paying attention, you can look at the little rainbow sticker. You can look at what they say. You can look about how they talk and tap dance around a CBDC, and they're talking about unifying the ledger, which is exactly what I told you they would do, because that is the fundamental, that is the foundation of creating an environment where, to their own words, they control the money, the assets, and the information on a platform that they themselves control and program. That's what this is all about. And the fact that you see this little rainbow thing here just tells you beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are part of that Malthusian eugenicist Marxist cult that wants to tear down every single thing you value in life. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.